Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Plans being made at 79 Westville Vista this week. There are plans afoot to be on horseback because the squire and his lady are going to work on a ranch out in the Great West where if you give a crook enough rope, you'll be minus a cow. <laughs> and here at home discussing the near future, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. I still wonder if ranching isn't going to be rather hard work for you, dearie. That cowboy stuff is pretty strenuous, you know. Oh, not for me. I know my way around a corral like the back of my hand. Remember, I worked on Uncle Sycamore's ranch out in Montana for years. Your Uncle Sycamore? Sure, you remember me telling about Uncle Sycamore. One of the great cattlemen of the old west. Oh, dear. Rancher, gunman, horse thief, rustler, and marshal. <laughs> A low character in high heels. <laughs> yeah. A half-pine brain in a ten-gallon hat. Whatever happened, Uncle Sycamore? Well, it was quite a tragedy. He was head man at a public function, and the platform gave way under him. <laughs> Unfortunately, he had a rope around his neck at the time, and it killed him. Very romantic. I never knew he had a ranch of his own, though. Oh, sure he did. He called it the running W bar J split wire rock and chair diamond star two hash knife X. How did he ever get all that brand on one cow? Well, the idea was that any critter he found running loose on the range, he could make the brand fit his one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, started with one steer and worked it up to the biggest herd in Montana. <laughs> I begin steer. to see why that platform gave way. Mm -hmm. The old coyote was sure full of larceny, weren't he, partner? <laughs> yeah, sure was, gal. I'm proud of it. Had three sons and named them all Russell. <laughs> yeah, old Sycamore had him quite a ranch. Run from the top of Montana down to the next... Say, yeah. clear across Wyoming, Colorado, and New Mexico? My gosh, are all those states in between? Why, sure. <laughs> I thought it seemed an awful long ride back to the bunkhouse. Bunkhouse is right. <laughs> McGee, you know, you have a terrible habit of exaggerating things. Yes, I suppose I have. But there's so little water out there, you develop a kind of a dry sense of humor. <laughs> Ought to be a joke there about a cowboy getting off his horse just to see the reins drop, but I can't make nothing of it, partner. <laughs> Don't try, Gal. <laughs> Ever tell you about a couple of fresh water springs Uncle Sycamore had on his summer pasture that were so cold the water come up in the form of icicles? No. Sticking 20 or 30 feet in the air? Really? Yeah. Cows would take a run at them, break them off, and kick them around in the sun till they melt. <laughs> McGee, now look, you must learn not to stretch the truth so far. Well, my gosh, you don't want me to be dull, do you? Gee whiz, the guy's got to get a little color into his conversation. Yeah, but you overdo it, dearie. Well, I can't help it, Molly. Oh, yes, you can. Honest, I can. Well, then I'll help you. Hmm? Every time you start going haywire with the facts, I'll pinch you or kick you in the shin. Oh, go on, you can't kick that high. <laughs> I said shin. Oh. 
So now you watch yourself after this. I don't mind a little amusing story now and then, but when you really start exaggerating... Oh, hi, Alice. Hi, Mr. McGee. Hi, Mr. McGee. Have you decided what you're going to do this Yes, yes, we're going out on a ranch out west, Alice. It's a kind of a combination ranch and farm, Alice. I'm an expert both ways. Oh, really, are you? Oh, sure, I'm an expert. Hmm. Why, when I was only 13, I was raising prize-winning watermelons. Used to raise melons that were 10 and 12 feet long. Ouch! (laughs) Two inches thick. (laughs) Used to slice them like cucumbers. (laughs) Did you kick him, Mrs. McGee? Uh, Yes, I did, Alice. We have an agreement now. Every time he starts to exaggerate too much, I'm to snap him out of it. So don't pay any attention to it. Don't you worry about it, Alice. I'm the guy with the broken leg. (laughs) But, Criminy, what do you know about ranching, Mr. McGee? Worked for several years on my Uncle Sycamore's ranch in Montana, Alice. He paid me 50 a month and found. What does and found mean? Well, that means he paid McGee 50 a month and found he wasn't worth it. (laughs) See, by the way, Alice, uh, there was a phone call for you. I think it was Paul Weston. Ooh, him. Uh, he, he wants you to call him. Oh, well, thanks, honey, but I don't think I will. He just wants a date, and I don't think a girl should date a man just to curry favor with him just because he's her foreman at the airplane plant. Should I? That's a very sensible attitude, Alice. Mm. Besides, I have a date tonight with the president of the company, son, anyway. <laughs> before you go. Yeah, okay, uh... <laughs> That reminds me, McGee. I better go find the trunk keys. Huh? You better start sorting out the clothes you want to take so we'll be ready. Okay. Ah, there goes a good kid. And she's going to love the old West. Sitting on the porch of the old ranch house, watching the glory of the dying sun over the snow-capped mountains. Waiting for me to come home from the roundup on account of she can't get her boots off by herself. <laughs> yes, sir, she's... Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hi there, little girl. Turn your horse over to one of the hands and light down for a spell. Well, hmm? <laughs> Mrs. McGee and I are going out and work on a cattle ranch. Hey, hey, mister. Huh? What's the matter? Why isn't Miss McGee ever here when I come in? Why isn't she? Well, I don't know, sis. Just a coincidence, I guess. Oh, doesn't she like little children? Doesn't she? Why, sure she does, sis. She loves kids. I'll tell her you were asking about her. Okay. Hey, you know what, mister? No, what, Teeny? School's out. It is? Hmm? I says it is? It is what? School's out. She is or did you pass? <laughs> sure I did. I got A and everything. I'm not talking about my school. I mean yours. Oh. How'd you do this year? Well, well, swell, I bet you. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got A's and B's and everything but deportment. Mm. I flanked in deportment. <laughs> you don't mean flanked, Teeny. You mean flunked. Why? Huh? Hmm? I says you don't mean flanked. You mean flunked. When you flank something, it means you go around the end of it. I know it. Hmm? I always went around the end of the third row and stopped Willie Toops with an eraser. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
try our fine department. <laughs> I don't think that was very nice. What was the idea of Plunkin' Willie? Oh, I don't know. I guess I was just burned up, mister. Mm. Just yeah. burned up. Yeah? Mm-hmm. He carried Sarah Marshall's books home twice last week, and he's my boyfriend. Now, 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 wait a minute. It's silly to be jealous at your age. It is? Sure. How old do you have to be? Oh, 16 or so. Well, if you think I'm going to let that little two-timer get away with that stuff for nine years before I smack oh, no, him no, down. No, no. Lay off. Don't take things so serious. Was deportment the only thing you flunked in? Sure. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very good in arithmetic, though, either. My teacher says if my daddy doesn't stop doing my homework... I'll never reach the grade, I'll bet you. <laughs> yes, I can understand that. Hmm? I says that's quite apparent. I'll say yes. The best one a girl ever had. <laughs> Want to take with you, dearie? Oh, but I still got a couple of days. I travel light anyway. All I need on the ranch is a pair of Levi's and a hickory shirt. Get me some boots when I get there and a sombrero. A what? Sombrero, one of them big hats. <laughs> I had one out in Wyoming once that was six feet across the brim. <laughs> had a one inch crown. <laughs> Looking hat you ever saw. <laughs> you see how I'm helping you, dearie? Yeah. Before we made this little arrangement, that hat would have been 20 feet across and 9 feet high. Well, as a matter of fact, I did have one hat that was... Probably saved you another contusion. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Come in. Oh, hello there, Mr. Wellington. Ah, there, Mrs. McGee. Permit me to kiss your hand. Uh... Thank you. And McGee, the back of my hand to you. Easy there, stranger. You can't talk that away to me. I riles easy, and when I riles, I comes in the shooting. Now move on, son. We don't cotton to nesters in this valley. We aim to keep it decent for our women folk. I say, old man, what is the meaning of this digression into the blustering blab of the buckskin bravo? Well, he's practicing, Mr. Wellington. Oh? We're going out on a ranch. Going to resume my old career at a cowhand, Wellington. Might do a little prospecting on the side, too. Ah, an old desert rat. Or, in this case, leave us, say, mouse. <laughs> I didn't know you'd plan on doing some prospecting, uh, McGee. I guess I never mentioned the fact that I discovered and developed the old Gopher Hole gold mine in western Utah. Well, sir, I've been riding along looking for mavericks. What's a maverick? My gosh, don't you know what a maverick is? No. Nor I, McGee. What is a maverick? Well, it's a kind of a... Well, let's keep it simple. I was looking for four-leaf clovers. All of a sudden, my horse stumbled in the gopher hole and flanged me over his head. But me being an old horseman, I always fell relaxed. In fact, I was so relaxed that by the time I hit the ground, I was sound asleep. Oh. And when I woke up, I had a gold nugget in my hand. Probably an old filling. <laughs> That was the, was the discovery of the gold, the whole gold mine. <laughs> was, it, was it of any value, old fellow? Value? Mm-hmm. Why, in three years, we took out more than 17 million... <laughs> 17 million rattlesnakes and not a grain of gold. 
mining fluke ever recorded. Well, what can we do for you, Wellington? Mm, nothing, my friend. <laughs> certainly like him, McGee. I wouldn't believe anything that guy says. Remember when the city hall burned down and they were using the back of his theater for a jail? No, what about it? He put up that great big sign that says, Cooler Inside. <laughs> you know, I can hardly wait to get out on that ranch, Molly, leaping into the saddle at the crack of dawn. Chasing them longhorns across the range. Say, don't those longhorn steers frighten you, little McGee? Nah, your horse always knows what to do. Hey, I got a book upstairs that tells all about roping and riding. I'll go get it and you can read all about it. Okay. Ah, there goes a good kid. <laughs> he thinks I'll be nervous out among all those cows and horses and don't think he won't be right. If one of those bulls ever moves at me, I'll... <laughs> Come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Molly. Where's your 50% of common stock? <laughs> well, he just went upstairs to get a book, Doctor, about the West. He's such a prevaricator. He can look you straight in the eye and tell the most gosh-awful whoppers. <laughs> well, I'm trying to cure him of that, Doctor. Whenever he goes too far, I give him a little kick in the shins and he comes back to earth. Let me help you. I can kick harder than you can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think just a gentle reminder is... A... Oh, McGee, here's a friend of yours. Hi, Harold Smith. Hello, Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> What's this I hear about you and Molly taking the covered wagon trail? You better take the doctor along, McGee, in case you get a case of bucking bronchitis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'd make a big hit out west there. He'd charge him $600 for picking cactus needles out of wherever they've been sticking into. <laughs> and nobody ever walks into them forward. <laughs> Amusing, McGee. Your beauty and charm are only exceeded by your wit and humor, all of which could fit comfortably into a five-grain capsule. Did you find the book, dearie? No, I guess I took it back to the library. Hey, where are you going on your vacation, Doc? Are you kidding? Hmm? I'll be lucky if I get a chance to read Terry and the Pirate. What do you know about ranch life, McGee? I doubt if you know a spade bit from a whiffle tree. <laughs> Listen to the ignoramus, Molly. <laughs> Any child knows there ain't a whiffle tree growing west of the Mississippi. <laughs> See what I mean, Molly? Well, he'll learn, Doctor, and I'm sorry you won't be able to get away. You'll at least be able to get in a few games of golf, though, I hope. Golf? He can't play golf, Molly. Why can't I, you noisy little nuisance? Because if you get close enough to the ball to hit it, you can't see it. <laughs> and if you stand back where you can see it, you can't reach it. Why, you little... Oh, say, McGee. Huh? Look, in case I get a chance to run out to Dugan's Lake for a morning's fishing, how about my buying that old rowboat of yours? Why, that boat is no good for... No good for simple fishing, Doc. Why, that's a pleasure cruiser. Practically, too good a boat to fish from. Get it all scratched up. Maybe we're not talking about the same boat, Skippy. <laughs> I mean that evil-smelling pile of driftwood you call a skiff that you've almost drowned both of us with on numerous occasions. Oh, he wouldn't sell you that boat, Doctor, because it's that... Oh, wait a minute, Molly. To a good friend like Doc here, I might sell it. If I could borrow it back, sometimes. How much you give me for it? How much you want for it? How much you give me? How much you want? Well, let me see... 
Wonderful boat. Beautifully broke in. In 12 places. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to handle. You can use the oars from any place in the boat. On account of the oar locks are busted, and you don't have to sit in any particular slot. <laughs> Spare me the gruesome details. How much? Well, let me see. You being an old friend of the... No, boat. no, no. Give me a stranger's price. <laughs> How about five bucks? Five bucks? Why, that's an insult, Doc Gamble. That boat is worth at least 75... Ouch! Ah, 75 cents. <laughs> Sold. Here's a dollar. Keep the change. Goodbye. Oh, my gosh, my gosh. Gee whiz, Molly, aside from spoiling a good sale, did you have to kick me so hard? I wasn't exaggerating so Why, much. Why, McGee, I didn't kick you. I was ten feet away from you. What? You mean Doc kicked me? Why, that dirty double deal and chiseler knew our arrangement. Why, of all the men... That our Stone Age ancestors who wrote on pieces of soft rock with pieces of hard rock. But at least their fountain pens didn't drip all over their tiger skin. Like the one being used by a fellow whose wife has her fingers in her ears. As we join River McGee and Bali. 